today. Uh, speech is violence, apparently, and uh, in this case, truth and humor are also violence. Twitter has suspended the Babylon Bee for hateful conduct. We will get into that. Also, a school district is telling teachers to hide kids' gender transitions from their parents. What could possibly go wrong? Happy Monday. We've got all that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez on this dark and dreary day here in DFW, here to bring you the uh, top stories of the day. I'm joined by Stu Bergier, host of Stu Does America, which you not only should be subscribed to on YouTube, but also wherever you get your audio podcasts. It's required by law. It is. Mm -hmm. That was a law that was just passed. Many people do not know about this law. It's very obscure. But in fact, the penalty is death if you don't comply. Yeah. So I just would. We got it jammed into the spending bill. <laughs> so we're Usually how these things yeah. go. <laughs> uh, also joined by Eric July, Blaze TV contributor and host of For Canon's Sake, which you also should be subscribed to. Uh, he is Young Ripa 59 on YouTube, and he is not changing that anytime soon. Never. So don't ask him to. Never. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's get into uh this. So I know some people will say, well, you know, Twitter suspending a, a satire account maybe isn't a big deal, but it is when you find out why they are being suspended from big tech. So the Babylon Bee, you know, of course, they are this uh, satire uh, website. They tweet out their articles with funny captions, and they tweeted out one that said, the Babylon Bee's man of the year is Rachel Levine, obviously poking fun at the fact that Rachel Levine was just named, what was it, Time Magazine? Time Magazine's Somebody did. Says, was Woman it? of the Year. Yeah. Uh, can we put that picture back up, please? <clears throat> yeah, that's <clears throat> it's a very, very feminine looking woman Hot. there. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I uh, well, no, just kidding. That's not because it's a dude, obviously, to anyone <laughs> who has eyeballs and probably even the blind, honestly. So Babylon B, again, uh, a satire website. They poke fun at uh, news that of real news that's going on. And because, you know, if you're going to take the news seriously, you're just going to jump off of a cliff. We don't want you to do that. That's why you watch this program, and that's why you listen to the Babylon Bee. Well, they got suspended from Twitter for violating Twitter rules. They said they violated their rules against hateful conduct. It says you may not promote violence against, threaten, or harass other people on the basis of race, ethnicity, national origin, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, religious affiliation, age, disability, or serious disease. Other promotion of violence or uh, hatred is totally fine. But in those categories, it's absolutely off limits, guys. Well, and I think I, I mean, I know this was just Facebook, uh, according to the, the report that I read, but there was it was OK to call for violence against Vladimir Putin. Mm -hmm. So you maybe you just have to be the right person <laughs> and then it's totally fine or the wrong person, depending on how you look at it. But um, Seth Dillon says, you know, obviously, uh, Twitter said they will only let us back in if we delete the tweet. They can, he pointed this out, they can delete it if they want to. This is just them strong-arming uh, the organization into bending the knee and saying, fine, we'll do it. Like they're putting their thumb uh, over them and uh, squeezing them. So that just, I want, I want to talk about that. But a couple other things that are going on at the same time that the Babylon Bee is getting locked out of their account for supposedly hateful conduct. Uh, Twitter also flagged, 
Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton's tweets about Rachel Levine for the same reason, hateful content. Uh, he said, Rachel Levine is a man. Which, again, I feel like is obvious to anyone with eyeballs and also the blind. So um, it's, it's getting a little scary out here, guys, because, again, yeah, it's, it's just Twitter and they can do whatever they want. They're a private company. But um, they're now calling science and pointing out science and truth hateful uh, content. And you could be completely deplatformed uh, for sharing science and truth <laughs> and facts. It is unbelievable. I, maybe I'm taking this in a slightly different direction, but let me just say this. The slippery slope has taken such a beating over the years as being this sort of BS argument that everyone throws out there whenever they want to make their point. Have we not seen the revenge of the slippery slope over the past couple of weeks? I mean, five years ago, we would have been making the point of like, if you let keep doing this, eventually you'll have men winning championships in swimming and, and men winning Women of the Year awards. And then here we are where it's actually happening just a few years after that. I mean, the, the slippery slope is really, really slippery with this one. And look, I, I can't even give you the other side of it. There's just, it's just completely insane. It's like we're just enforcing this BS fake reality of, 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 of acknowledging whatever a person decides they want to identify as and acting as if it's true. Like, mm-hmm. it's bonkers to me. I, I, there is a, an argument to be cool to someone who's going through something and, and, and having issues with their identity. And like, just like we talk about we, all different groups of people, we should be cool to them. You know, we shouldn't be jerks. But like, this is just complete nut. This is completely nuts. They're asking us to take a fact, something that we know and is obvious and has been obvious for all of humankind. <laughs> and all of a sudden, not only just reverse it, but then also, in addition, lose our livelihoods, mm-hmm. lose our, our ability for, to speak freely, lose everything of value in our civilization over the fact that we will not acknowledge this thing that has been fake the entire time humans have been alive until last week. It's completely <laughs> insane. You can't get a crazier thing than this. And, yeah. you know, like we've talked to uh, people who are in this field who, you know, uh, Dr. Deborah So, for example, yeah. who's, who's, dis- who's studied this for years and years and years and years. And she's very careful of like, look, some people go through these things. Uh, there's a, a, a wide variety of ways to look at this. But to silence people who are, are talking about the thing that has been the accepted uh, way of thinking all of this time to the point of like, we're only one Democratic president away from a guy who is not even supporting gay marriage. Right. right? And we've come that far. I mean, Barack Obama ran for president opposing a gay marriage in 2008. Here we are. And Joe four, Biden opposed it as and well. And Joe Biden opposed it as well. Uh, they famously, Joe Biden blew blew their big announcement by blurting it out to somebody before uh, 2012 in that <laughs> election. That's shocking. Stunning, I, don't I know. <laughs> but I mean, that, that's just a couple of election cycles ago. So, you know, there was a time when I remember doing these shows and, and people would be like, oh, the slippery slope. You're always arguing the slippery slope. The slippery slope has had its revenge and it's beating the hell out of all of us right now. Yeah, God, it's so true. Eric, what are your thoughts? This is my deal. Let's assume that it was just a joke and that was it. How on earth can you then say that this was hateful conduct either way? Mm. 
So even, right. I mean, we don't even have to rationalize with the other stuff. Let's just think about it. Like, let's just say that I said you were something, you thought you were something, and I said you're not that. How am I hate? How's that considered hateful <laughs> right. content just because I up and said that? So no matter what angle that you take from this, it's a bizarre position that only suggests this. You have to acknowledge whatever dimension or realm that another person is. And if you don't, no matter, again, I'm in this, I'm in the real world. These people might be in their head somewhere else, but I have to acknowledge where you're coming from. Otherwise, I hate you. See, this is a precedent that they have been setting with all of this alphabet bullcrap for as long as forever. And yeah, you talk about slippery slope. I made a joke the other day on Friday night tights like this is slippery slope. We're on a cliff. We're off it. Like we're, we're midair. There's no slope going down like we're, we're, we're free fall. At this point, all those bigoted Christians who were telling us back in 2008, this is going to get crazier and crazier. They were going to come for your kids. They were wrote off as if there's in, they were just insane people. They would start to normalize pedophilia. And yet here we are just looking at the other day, Austin, uh, like public school departments got got these kids marching in it like children. We got that later. uh, Marching in in it like this is about as insane as it's going to get. But it stems from us just not being able to. And this is what's the dangerous thing about it. Private company or not. The fact that they had, you know, Twitter did used to be this platform where they were like, hey, we're all just here and just kumbaya. It doesn't matter where you're at on the political spectrum or whatever. Now, yes, since then, they've shifted uh, <laughs> certainly from that. But when you s- stop conversations from having happening, you get what it is that you have right now. Well, so we have to try to take care of and coddle each and every individual's uh, feelings more than anything. It doesn't matter. Facts be down. It's more about how they actually feel. And then that is considered a threat because I'm on the opposite side of you. We've seen this with other terms like, you know, everything means something different now. The term like homophobia or transphobia. People don't understand what a phobia is. Phobia means you're scared of something. Right. I'm not scared of trans people. Damn it. Uh, but you're not scared of a dude no, with a wig on? Not at all. That's the last huh. person that I would be uh, certainly scared of. But that term gets used. It's basically yeah. a fluff term. It's just used to demonize each and every person that, again, is just opposite to them on a particular argument. Open conversation and open dialogue is so very important when it comes to sort of maintaining this sort of free and prosperous society. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's being limited, again, I'm all for companies being able to do whatever it is that they want. But you've got to just look at it no matter where you're at on this issue. How on earth can you consider someone saying or rather saying and making a positive claim that someone's hating someone simply because they said a, a, a person that was a biological man is a man? Hmm. Well, and so let me throw into the equation, too, because, you know, you want to talk about obviously uh, all of us sitting at the table know that there is one objective truth. But, you know, Twitter seems to like uh, using the terms. It's her truth. It's my truth. It's his truth. And, uh, you know, someone decides that their truth is that they are a female. And so they are a female. Well, there is someone else with a truth. If you want to play that game, it's Virginia Tech University swimmer uh, Rika Georgie, who uh, spoke out against this. This was the swimmer who placed 17th therefore did not get a chance to participate in these finals at all. Um, And there was a, so this is an unverified Twitter account that popped up. However, it matches the full statement that she has uh, already given publicly. She said, my final spot was stolen by Leah Thomas, who is a biological male. Until we all refuse to compete, nothing will change. Uh, And so this, again, matches the public statement that she released saying, you know, I've worked very, very hard for this. And uh, now I would have placed 
uh, 16th, I would have been, I would have made the cut. And because there is a biological male that was competing, I did not make the cut. Some might say maybe I should have just swam faster. But the facts remain that if we were not allowing biological males to compete with females, that I would have made this and I would have been able to, you know, work towards all of these things that I've been working for for so long. Uh, she said, this is my last college meet ever, and I feel frustrated. She actually voiced some of that frustration uh, on camera with our good friend, Savannah Hernandez, who is now out doing her own thing. Uh, we are so proud of her. And here is Savannah interviewing uh, Rika. Watch. You're a Virginia Tech swimmer. What did you think about Leah Thomas competing today as a swimmer in this competition? Um, what are you feeling? What are other athletes feeling? It's a common conception that we are all very disappointed and frustrated with someone who is, has capabilities more than us women have to be able to compete at this level and take opportunities away from other women. Like I have a teammate who did not make finals today because she was just bumped out of finals. And it's heartbreaking to see someone who went through puberty as a male and has the body of a male be able to absolutely blow away the competition and you go into it with a mindset that you are you don't have a chance if that makes sense like it's hard to compete against someone with the aerobic capacity the muscle development the body of a man it, it's hard it's hard to think about it like that and staying positive I bet for other swimmers who are in that uh, heat is probably overwhelming I, I'm not sure I can't speak for them but it, it's disappointing to see and frustrating definitely. so and you so we obviously know how that goes. By the way, that was not Rika. That was another classmate uh, of theirs going to Virginia Tech. But um, not only did the tweet get taken down that we just showed of the swimmer, Savannah's account oh also God. got suspended for sharing this video in which oh a God. swimmer shares her own frustration over the fact that women are being locked out uh, of, of participating in their own meets for women's freaking swimming. So Savannah, this was, of course, after her clip made Tucker Carlson. Uh, Fox News. And now all of a sudden her account was suspended. Um, you know, she so the video is gone off of Twitter and uh, they can't share the video anymore. So this is great. Boggling. I mean, mm -hmm. I, you know, and, and you look at this and then there's real effects. Obviously, you know, the, the Babylon Bee losing their account is, is, is something. Savannah having to go through this is ridiculous. Um, and we've seen people lose their livelihoods. But there, I mean, it's been gone. It's been worse than that. There was a story last year that came out about, uh, you know, this kind of overweight guy goes into the hospital having all sorts of internal pains. They go through all the tests. They can't figure out what it is. They realize afterward that the uh, that it was actually not a guy. It was a woman who was it said he, he she was she, a guy yeah. and was the woman was pregnant and they lost the baby. Jeez. The baby died, uh, you know, and it's like, I don't know. We've seen we just saw a picture of the lovely Rachel Levine a moment ago. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but like my guess is there are plenty of medical professionals who saw through that as mm -hmm. as this guy was going through uh, the medical uh, treatments. You know there were nurses who knew, wait a minute, this is a woman, obviously. Right. But they couldn't say anything. They didn't feel that they could step up and say anything, and that cost a baby their life. Mm -hmm. Like This is completely bonkers. You know, it's one thing to, uh, to deal with someone who is having a tough issue with one of these identity situations. Like, obviously, it's real in our society to the extent that we have to figure out what the hell we're going to do about it. But to act as if outside medical observers and just clear thinking people have to 
put themselves in the fantasy land that people are creating for themselves is not the side of a healthy person or a healthy society or a healthy discourse. And we keep going down these roads and it gets darker and darker to the point where, I mean, it, look, Savannah obviously came, she was at the blaze here. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, she seems to be pretty conservative. She probably has a point of view on this, but you could not detect it at all in that video. Mm -hmm. She's just honestly putting a, a, a microphone in front of someone and they're telling their story as a member of the swim team uh, where all of this went down. Uh, th that is completely ridiculous. I hope they reverse that, but they tend to do that after you you lose out on you know the hundred thousand right, retweets exactly. you would have received for the video, yeah. and then you get quietly reinstated. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Eric, last word. Look, this sucks. I mean, I did say that uh, when I was here last time that look, I'm not going to exert more energy than they are themselves. The fact that this um, that Rika's the only one that has come out and just really put a name to it instead of I don't know anonymously yeah. speaking to uh, to out the, none of them should have participated yeah. either in the, way in the, meet, the fact that it had to get to the point and even if you read that statement I took issue with it because she's trying to qualify yeah, by saying oh I support Leah Thomas because again ultimately it's it's not about scholarship like I'm tired of hearing this bullcrap argument where people are trying to justify this action show me the receipts on that where they up and say well these people are actually scared of losing no they're not scared of scholarship or the NCAA what they are scared of is the social ramifications from taking a position that's antithetical to that mob that's it mm -hmm. they'd rather they're be destroyed than be called a transphobe. That's what they were mentioning. It has nothing to do with NCAA. You can't say that I don't know what I'm talking about or I, I can't speak from that experience. I was a Division I athlete on scholarship. NCAA ain't worried about uh, worried about that type of stuff. Definitely, considering what we already saw these athletes in the summer of love in 2020 and throughout the uh, spring going into it, these they had no issues taking public positions. They'll scream right now and screech if you sent Ben Shapiro to go speak at the same Spot. They same folks will be screaming their political positions. I'm not trying to hear that. You let it get to this point because you were too chicken crap to actually address the position when you knew it was a problem. That there's a dude, and it's not Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas isn't some like frail. She's a tank, man. She's like six one. She's massive. You can see her. She's head and shoulders. But this is a is, yeah. absolute unit. Yeah, absolute there he unit. Is. That's that a is, good word. For uh, that look is. at a, a unit. He does, he does have one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> an absolute unit. So when you have someone like that, you know it's all jacked up. Yeah, y'all keep y'all kept going on with it. You kept going along with it. And it got it's a joke that went too far. Yeah. And now you had to lose out. This was a person that was all American, a person that had her own, uh, I think, ACC championships and all of that that ended up missing out. Fifth year senior. I was mm -hmm. one of those. So she's mm -hmm. like 23, fifth year senior. Uh, it was your last meet ever. Yep. And you didn't even get to the finals, not because you weren't capable, but because there's a guy built like me <laughs> out there competing against you. And we know because the person was a collegiate male athlete at one point yeah. and then decided to yeah. switch teams. Like I said, you got to stop being silent on these types of issues and just call it for what it is. The mob's going to call you whatever they're they going to call you. Regardless. They will. Yeah, they will anyway. Uh, all right. We got to we got to take a break and let Eric cool down. Yes. We want to thank our sponsor, Birch Gold. So, uh, look, uh, you're no stranger to uh, what it looks like with this out of control inflation right now because you're paying it. Uh, but what it looks like is paying 47 percent more for fuel than just a year ago. Uh, it looks like paying 41% more for the same used vehicle if you buy it this year instead of last year. 
year, uh, you're paying almost 10% more to feed your family, and every dollar in your savings is worth less than it was a year ago. You've got to hedge against the U.S. dollar by investing in something with real value that is gold and silver from Birch Gold. Precious metals uh, have historically been a safe haven in times of inflation, and Birch Gold is the leader in converting IRAs and 401ks into a tax-sheltered IRA that is backed by gold and silver. Guys, I, like, let me just tell you, um, I am not just giving you this advice uh, and not doing it myself. We have invested very heavily right now, personally, in gold and silver. Do not wait until it is too late and you see all of your savings, all of your hard-earned money trickling away. Do not wait until that happens. You can text Y to 989898. You'll get a free info kit on gold. There's no obligation, so there's no reason not to do it. Text the word Y to 989898 to get your free info kit. That is Y to 989898. Many of you who are watching this program, I know, are very in tune with what is going on in public schools. And you may be thinking that a solution to that is to just move to a red state. There are a lot of people who are moving to red states, including people that we don't want here. But I digress. There are people who think that maybe that would solve the problem. Well, let me just tell you. This kind of crap is happening in public schools in red states as well. Uh, Let's take Austin ISD, for example, who, look, I prefer not to claim Austin as like part of Texas, but unfortunately it is still technically within the geographical boundaries of being in Texas. Uh, So Austin ISD, actually there was an email that has just surfaced that is for Pride Week, and it is Pride Week Community Circles. This says uh, PK through two, so uh, pre-K through second grade. Uh, And it says that, uh, look, they've got all of the days, Wednesday, families, Thursday, respecting differences, Friday, no place for hate. And then if you scroll down to uh, the third part of the agenda, it says review the agreements. And there's just this little bullet point there, kind of close to the bottom, just nestled in with everything else that says uh, respect privacy. What we say in this room stays in this room. So I don't think I have to... uh, to tell you <laughs> how quickly I would be up at that school. Uh, I'd probably be in jail. I just, <laughs> I would probably be in jail. Here's another portion of it that just says uh, to remind them when they're closing the circle, uh, please remember that we agreed to keep what happened in this circle confidential. Um, <clears throat> Stu? <laughs> yes. You have children. I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what do you do when your kid, one of them, right, comes mm-hmm. home and they start talking about their day and they say, I, <laughs> oh, I can't, never mind. I was going to talk about something. I can't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, my teacher told me that what we say in the room stays confidential. No so matter what it is, so even if it's not something like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, in anticipation, this is how quickly I would move on this. In anticipation of it happening, I put them in private school before they started. <laughs> that's how that's how quick I was on that one. Um, you know, look, I, this is incredible that this stuff is is happening in in a place like Texas. Now, look, as you point out, Austin's a little bit different. Yeah, I, we don't you know, claim them. I was hoping no. the Chad Prather campaign would have a build a wall around Austin yeah. part of blank. Maybe next time he runs, I think that might help. I think that would catch on. It probably would catch on. Um, because it is it is an outlier in the state, but I, honestly, all big cities in the state are, yes. have these same sorts of issues. Um, you know, looking at that, and you see 
you see this uh, being discussed with pre-K to second graders, and you realize that like the alarmism and the scare tactics about what DeSantis was doing in Florida, banning these types of discussions for these age groups, mm-hmm. was not was not some random, let's get the base excited type of law. This stuff is actually happening with kids of that age. And look, I, you, there, I, I, you know, age appropriate is a really big, important thing. There's not to say that you can't um, discuss controversial issues. It's not to say you can't discuss cultural issues at school at some point. Uh, this is not the age for it. I mean, there's no reason for kids to learn about any type of sexual uh, uh, nonsense. There's also no reason for kids to no. keep anything confidential from their parents Ever. that is happening in their classroom. Yeah, I, 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 we, there was a clip of Al Gore we used to play on the radio all the time of him talking about the climate with a bunch of kids and saying, hey, you know what? You need to understand that your parents might not get this. And sometimes you know better than your parents. And you need to understand that you know better than your parents. And, like, (laughs) this attitude is pervasive among the type of people who stand up in front of a debate audience in Virginia and say, you know what, I don't think parents should have any say in their kids' mm-hmm. education. That mindset is germane to progressivism, and it's, it's really foundational to it. It's it true. doesn't exist without it. Yeah. Uh, you, they have to undermine the family structure. They have to undermine the parents. They have to undermine tradition and all of this stuff, uh, or they have no movement at all, and this is just part of it. They're just going younger and younger to a point where it's smacking people in the face. You know, this is no longer a, an intellectual, uh, you know, um, conversation that we could have uh, to try to talk about, you know, uh, this in an academic sense. This yeah. is like real kids' parents, kids that want to go home and watch Paw Patrol, <laughs> are instead getting hit with any sort of sexual propaganda, uh, heterosexual, homosexual, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't be. Has no place. It's not age appropriate. There has no place from the public school in that in that sort of format. And and it's sad, but it. It is something that now states do have to actually move on, at least when it comes to public schools. Uh, I, I like your point about Paw Patrol because as they are teaching the children all of these things, they also are like, they, they're saying like, we don't want Chase yeah. because he is a dog police officer. Yes. And we don't want to respect police. So get, get rid of Paw Patrol and get rid of that poor German Shepherd Chase, who I love dearly. Eric, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's just, like every week we talk about some new bullcrap that the education system is doing that specifically is targeting kids. I mean, mm-hmm. targeting your children. And it's, it's, it's very difficult for me to believe. I'm not that far removed from being in, I mean, yeah, granted high school, but I'm not that far removed from that. And just to even imagine something weird like that happening among us who are that age, like 17, 18, it's like, Still weird, like the, the for us to be having some sort of circle where we're talking about sexuality of really anything would be bizarre. But especially <laughs> when you point. look at it from that age group, that's a concerted effort. That's something that they're attempting to do, and that's a seed that they're attempting to plant because they know that age group is is specifically, let's say, receptive to that um, because they're like sponges, right? And I don't know how many more examples that we have to see of that for people particularly those that know better to be like, you know, look, I can't have my children around you, Mm -hmm. weirdos, period, (laughs) period. Like, it's just it should be that simple. Like, I cannot have my my children around y'all like y'all are messed up Mm -hmm. for real, for real. 
Now, I know no, we you have shouldn't this... be around anyone's children. Mm. Right. Not even five no, years. That's feet true. But it's school. funny. We hear all this abuse and all this weird stuff that goes on in these, uh, through this educational system, and more and more stuff certainly comes out. But then I look to all of these folk, particularly that are call themselves conservatives, that are still dropping their little knuckleheads off there, mm-hmm. like they can somehow, I don't know, overdo the, 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 the change or whatever that's happening to their children when they're there eight hours a day mm-hmm. throughout the week. Uh, maybe getting the weekend off and the summers off, but still, that's a lot of influences being pumped in their head. Next day, you know, your kid has blue hair and they're tossing their, tossing a brick in front of Starbucks or something like that. And you're like, oh, how I love my child. How possibly could this have happened? I don't know. Maybe you dropped them in this indoctrination <laughs> camp and uh, that, yeah. that, that seemed to influence them in some yeah. sort of way. I love that the silver lining of all of this has happened this past couple of years of COVID and all of that. But that people are now starting to become more aware and they understand that it's far more affordable than they initially thought Mm. to just get their kids the heck up out of that public education system. Yeah, Uh, I know we got to take a break, but I want to first point out, Stu, you mentioned uh, that the don't say gay bill, which Mm. is, of course, not at all what the bill is in Florida. I don't know if you guys saw there's a California candidate who uh, who I've never heard of, but apparently she is heading up um, a a a little like fund to try to purchase a bunch of billboards in Florida that just say the word gay on them. <laughs> and they're doing that. it through Act Blue. And so, like, legitimately, she sent a link to raise money because it's going to cost over $300,000 mm. in advertising. But it has been pre- pre-approved if people will raise money. I'm like, honestly, nothing would make me happier than to watch you idiots spend all of your money on stupid billboards that will literally make absolutely no difference in anyone's life. So I hope that she gets the money that <laughs> she's uh, that she's looking for from uh, leftists who don't know any better. All right, we got to take a break first. We want to thank our sponsor, Tommy John. So uh, Tommy John, you've heard us talk about on the program. And um, look, I was like you before I had Tommy John. I actually thought everyone was making up like how absolutely comfortable and yeah. soft they right? Like totally like, legit. Yeah. You guys, it, like it can't be that comfortable and soft. Like, I mean, I wear clothes. I wear 100 percent cotton. So I know what it's going to feel like. Right. And you can't prepare yourself for when you actually get them. And you're like, Holy crap! This is the softest thing I've ever put on my body. I don't want to wear anything else. I know. Uh, I kind of—they had their loungewear, which is—you uh, know—they have the underwear too, which they're you know probably more f- yeah. most famous for. But they had these like lounge shorts yes. and lounge pants. Yes. And they're so comfortable. I don't want to leave them. I know. If, if I could get away with it. I mean, I just I would just be going with the Tommy John all day. Me too. It's awesome. Me too. Well, there's a lot of people who work from home who probably can get oh, yeah, away with that. Yeah. Uh, especially if you got the Zoom meetings, just throw something else on on top and keep your Tommy John lounge pants on bottom. They need to make like uh, Tommy John tuxedo T-shirts <laughs> yes, that you just put on, just and then you just look informal wear. Yeah, and you're going to be like the fanciest person on your Zoom call, <laughs> yeah. and you'll be super comfortable. Uh, by the way, returns and exchanges are free with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free guarantee. So you got nothing to lose. See for yourself and get. 20% off your first order at tommyjohn.com slash Y. That is tommyjohn.com slash Y. See site for details. I know sometimes it feels like you are living in a simulation and all of these things are happening around you like supply chain crisis. You know, you can't get uh, food produce, whatever it may be, we've seen the pictures of all of the grocery stores and you're told that like, you're, it, 
this may just be the new normal and you just should actually be happy about it somehow. We've heard that from the White House. We've heard that from big tech. We've heard that from, you know, uh, the, the usual suspects like the New York Times, Washington Post. Here's what Bloomberg has to say about uh, inflation. He said, in, they said inflation stings most if you earn less than $300,000. Here's how to deal. Take the bus. Don't buy in bulk. Try lentils instead of meat. Mm. And most importantly, nobody said this would be fun. Uh, so, and by the way, I would just like to point out this, uh, the, the little caption on the link says more Americans than ever expect their finances to worsen as inflation hits a 40 year high. Do you really need that extra car? <laughs> so is it a bit, I don't even understand. It's it written in almost a comedic way. I know. I don't, I just, I don't know, uh, but it's Bloomberg. So yeah. I feel like Try lentils instead of meat is something that they're constantly saying, and it's not a joke when they say it. <laughs> yeah, that's they're true. actually saying uh, you need to stop eating meat, yeah. which I feel like Stu would be a fan of. Uh, first of all, I will say inflation stings uh, for if you learn le earn less than three hundred thousand dollars. But that's the same for everything. Everything stings right. more when you make less than three hundred thousand dollars. It's really great to make more than three hundred thousand dollars. Everyone should do it. Unfortunately, the way we're going to do it is because we're going to inflate the money to the <laughs> yeah. point that like an <laughs> hourly wage is three hundred thousand yeah. dollars. So that's not a good outcome, Bob. Uh, and I will say, by the way, as America's only conservative vegetarian, um, <laughs> eating lentils is not a way to save money. Freaking vegetarian food is expensive. It is. Uh, you, you wanna, that is not a way to save money. You, if you want to eat just lentils dry out of the bag, maybe you can <laughs> save some cash. But it's not a cheap way to live. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, you'll want to kill yourself. <laughs> There's that you too. There's that stuff. too. <laughs> <laughs> so you might as well just go. Let's go just go. It. I'm not going to eat lentils instead of meat, Eric. Yeah. All this is is that they don't want to admit who is part of the problem uh, because that will require basically all these quacks. Will it be the mainstream corporate press? Will it be politicians? And all of them attribute it to what it is that we have right now. So rather than concede that point, they'd much rather say, you adjust, mm -hmm. you adjust, you change your habits to you're adjust. You're a little too elitist. Yes, exactly. You so you are the actual problem here, yes. not us that screwed this right. uh, economy to the degree of what we have right now with certainly inflationary issues. And it just goes to show how cocky that these people certainly are and really how evil that they are as well, that they would rather talk about this. In, in this sort of aspect as if you are the one that is the problem here. You look at these spending efforts that so many of these folks have had, um, uh, be it, you know, and they go on both sides of the party. It's re Republicans, it's Democrats um, that have participated in this issue. It's the Fed that has, um, you know, be the authorizer, the Treasury printing out upward of 40 percent of the money supply in the last couple of years. Of course, that's going to have some sort of economic kickback or ramifications. That's what happens. And then instead of saying, okay, we screwed up and acknowledging that the, the problem is the problem, they rather say, no, you adjust because you're bad. And uh, that's the problem. Yeah. And I, I, it just really goes to show just how they view folks. And it ain't just like you mentioned, that's a no brain. It doesn't matter. People that make more money, obviously, <laughs> right. more, more, more going to be able to, I don't know, weather the storm as opposed to people with less money. doesn't matter whether it be 200 versus 300 versus four. It doesn't matter. Either way, look how these folks see you as the absolute peasant that should just let them do whatever it is that they want and per perpetuate whatever lie it is that they want. And you are the one that sees the consequence. I believe Congress just voted for themselves a, a raise yeah. not too long ago. 
So you would just, you freaking peasant. These people hate you, man. I hate would you. like to just uh, add, Stu, it, this is not a joke. This is, uh, I don't know how to say her name, Teresa Gillarducci. She is a self-proclaimed retirement security expert and professor, professor of economics <laughs> at the New School for Social Research, which doesn't oh, sound like a real a school job. either. Mm. She said, though your palate may not be used to it, tasty meat substitutes include vegetables. Uh, and then she also said that it, you sh also something that you should not do is uh, not get chemotherapy for, for your dog suffering from cancer says if you're this is the true thing if you're one of many Americans who become a new pet owner who became a new pet owner during the pandemic you might want to rethink those costly pet medical needs it may sound harsh but researchers actually don't recommend pet chemotherapy which can cost up to ten thousand dollars for ethical reasons so um oh stop it don't if you do want to give your dog you treat your dog in the middle of a cancer battle like you freaking treat your dog if you want to it's your choice though it's your responsibility if you decide to blow all your money on fido that's that's on you right uh, that's all you can do um you know and it's this is one of those issues where like think of the economic issues we talk about right uh, the tax rate should be x it should be y right like the minimum wage should be x and should be y you can spin your way out of that as a democrat if the policy goes the wrong way they do it all the time you can sake your way out of that mm -hmm. you can't sake your way out of the inflation stuff you can't. Right. People see it. They feel it. They're actually every day. See, these prices are smacking them across the face and saying, by the way, this president sucks every day. They're getting it over and over and over and over again. They're not fooled. You can't blame it on Vladimir Putin. You can't blame it on big oil companies. You can't blame it on every other thing they've tried to attempt mm -hmm. to blame this on. It, you know, yes, it's a complicated picture and you can't boil down the entire economy to Joe Biden's fault. Of course, uh, we made that. I don't remember that point ever being made back when George W. Bush was president. He was responsible for every oil price increase. Um, but of course, it was it's never just the president, but everything he's done has made this worse. Yeah. He's not improved yeah. this at all. Yeah. Sure. Uh, all right. We have we've got to take a break. But first, we want to thank new sponsor of the program, Happy. Uh, so it would be really great if choosing how you feel was as easy as like picking a song on your phone. You just tap a button when you want to feel energized without any caffeine. You tap a button when you want to feel relaxed, uh, when you're really stressed out, which most of you probably are. Happy actually works by delivering signals to give you the same sensations as caffeine, alcohol, and melatonin without any of those chemicals or side effects. So uh, these signals, only your body can, can hear these. They're actually made by Happy to replicate the unique magnetic signatures of these popular everyday ingredients and you switch the signal uh, on, on an app on your phone and you wear it and it actually changes how you feel. Um, this is legit, you guys. I have one, I use it. Um, I use it to boost my energy sometimes because I'm like, I've had too much coffee today, I can't do it, I need my happy, uh, increase my focus when I need to get some work done. And I've also used it for getting deeper, more restful sleep. It's backed by decades of research. It also has a 365 day guarantee so you you can try it for a whole year. You have nothing to lose, guys. Order today and you'll save 25% and get 90 days free access to all of their signals. They've got a ton of them and they're all super cool. Uh, take advantage of that guarantee. You can go to happybee.com slash Y. That is H-A-P-B-E-E.com slash Y. You'll save 25% happybee.com slash Y. All right, so I am told that we have a video of uh, the White House. All I know is that it's the White House interviewing kids, and I just heard that like I'm probably going to lose my mind when I watch it, but I haven't seen it. So let's watch uh, the White House interviewing children. What was it like doing school from home last year? 
it was like kind of sad because the first day of second grade you like go and meet new people i didn't meet new people but i couldn't make any friends i couldn't really hear that much and and it wasn't like i was learning like i would in the actual classroom school from last year like one of my friends um camera like wasn't working and some of them were sleeping. <laughs> when we came back in third grade, it's like I got to make friends. I have like at least five to seven friends oh now. Oh gosh. I wanted to say um thank you for letting us come <gasps> to school because you're the reason that we're able to have fun with our friends and actually oh my God. instead of being on virtual. Well, that's great. I hear you all got your COVID shots. Is that right? Yeah. I went to my church. They had like Um... <laughs> so the party who wanted your school's shutdown, who didn't give a I mean, that all it. of these children were at home, not learning, sleeping, as these kids pointed out. They were sad. They couldn't hear anyone because they had to wear those stupid ass masks. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you to the president who, uh, who made it all possible for your children to be behind in all of their learning, for your children to probably have like uh, problems with germs and these weird fears about getting sick, uh, all, all of the anxiety that they will likely have as they grow up. Thank you, Joe. Thank you so much. Let's go, Brandon. Golly, that is great to see. That's awesome. <clears throat> I mean, you already swore in this segment you go with golly. They're going to have to edit it anyway. You might as well let it fly. <laughs> I mean, I just, oh, my gosh. I will say you did make it through like a sentence and a half. I did. I, <laughs> uh, I tried. I oh. tried really hard. That was Sorry, like specifically apologies. designed to irritate you, that video. Like yeah, my husband pointed it out. So wouldn't you know? My husband pointed it out. And so. he would know. He's usually the one irritating it you. Is, and he knows what, what sets you off. Yeah, yeah. That's that an is. amazing piece of video, right? there and peace is a, is a word that, that applies here gosh i mean that's incredible who I, would let their kid yeah. go do that video knowing what not only this administration uh enabled but knowing that that was the entire party mm. that pushed for their kids to not be in school who would be like yes go on video and thank this man for all of the damage that he's done in your life yeah i can call the adults for lack of better terms retarded uh, because that's what it is We're that they are. Words. Yeah, uh, right. However, just, you know I can't say the that's same We're about, obviously, children are sponges. They don't know any better. Um, it just goes to show how easy it is to dupe uh, the, these youngsters when we know for a fact, and obviously they're not sharing them that information, that the reason your school was shut down was because of folks like Joe Biden. Yeah. This yeah. shows, though, how Last desperate word. they are. But they, it, right. like the, making a video like this, n they know this is a problem for them in a big way. I mean, we are seeing the polling coming in, even on education. They've owned that issue the entire time. I've done talk radio since, you know, the early 2000s. They've owned that issue. The Democrats have. This is the first time it's been threatened and they are terrified. Yeah. yeah. All right. We got to go so I can get all my expletives out. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> you got them out on the air. Already, ah, that no, I have work. way, 
freaking more. Oh. I almost did it there. <laughs> You're welcome, Edit. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to go wherever you get your audio podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review the news and why it matters. Actually, now I'm just asking you to do it, uh, to give us five stars, and just say how much you love it when I lose my mind so that I don't get fired for cursing. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, also, you may see your review read on air like the one today from Bluebird568, who said, really enjoy this podcast. This podcast is fun, informative, love, love, love. Love, love it. Love Sarah and all her guests. One podcast I never skip. We've got one more from Gig and Geo. Uh, it says, amen, great show. You cover stuff better. I assume that you mean better than CNN or any of those mainstream media outlets. We appreciate it. And uh, don't forget to leave us a review. Remember, tell management we want to keep Sarah. <laughs> we like it, okay? Make sure to say that and make sure to follow these two gentlemen. Uh, thanks for being here, guys. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.